Okay, we're up to the first line on Mem Zayin Amin Aleph. The Mishnah had listed certain um, certain rights the father has and the husband. So the father has the rights to anything that the daughter finds. So the Gemara says, why? Mishum Eva. It's to avoid uh, problems. I mean, because the father is supporting her financially, it wouldn't be right for the daughter to find something. She gets to keep it. That's not fair. Mishum Eva could lead to... It could lead to fight, it could lead to strife. So because it could lead to strife, it's um by the way you have to realize also because the father's responsibility to support her financially is not really there. It's it's something that they do, but they don't really they're not like as machuya once they hit like six years old. So we don't want to we don't want to do anything that would make the father not uh, support her anymore. So if the father starts that, that, to, but that's, that includes a, a a male or a female, right? Correct. So that's so. Th- therefore, if the father if the father starts to see, they're like, oh, she's finding a lot of cash. She's fine. She's on her own. We don't want that. So therefore, let let the father get it. Then the Mishnah said, Adeha, A lot of the stuff we've had already. Adeha, that the, her earnings from her job below bat mitzvah go to the father. So Minolan, how do I know this? Uh, up to up to Bogeras. Minolan, how do I know this? How do I know Abbas Lav? How do I know that the daughter's earnings go to the father? Shnemar. The Chiyimkar Ish has beat The Pasuk says that if you sell your daughter as a slave, there's a connection between the slave and the father. The slave owner is the father. Just like a slave, the earnings go to the master. So to the daughter, the earnings go to the father. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So you're telling me the source for earnings going to the daughter, going to the father, is from slavery. The halacha is you can only sell your daughter as a slave until she's 12. But we're trying to find the source that he gets the earnings till 12 and a half. So there's that half a year. So uh, the Gemara says, Maybe the Pasuk is telling you that the father gets the earnings when she's a Katana, when she's up to 12. Because at that point he could still sell her as a slave. But from 12 to 12 and a half, that he's not able to sell her as a slave. Maybe then she gets to keep her own earnings. So how do you know that the father gets the earnings when it's 12 to 12 and a half? Maybe the Pasuk is saying that she gets the earnings up to 12. So the Gemara answers, it makes sense that the earnings go to her. Why? It's a very interesting. Because if she keeps her own earnings, if you're telling me that she gets to keep her own earnings, then how could the father marry her off? When he sends her to the Chuppah, that's a day that she's not going to be working. So how does he have the right to cancel her job for the day? It must be the couple days, right? The, you know, the chasana and shevros. The very fact that the father has the right to marry her off indicates that he has also the rights to her job. That's the Gemara's proof. Meaning the fact that he, he could marry her off, which is causing her to not work, which obviously means that he's in charge of her finances. Because if he doesn't get her earnings, then how does he have the right to stop her from working? So there's a couple things. The Gemara says, well, a couple rejections. First of all, maybe he has to pay her for her time down if he marries her off. It just says he marries her off. Who says that maybe Hitaka has to pay her? Number two, maybe he marries her off at night when she's not working anyway. Or maybe he marries her off on Erev Yom Tov when they're not working. So like, that's not... So the Gemara says... Um, <clears throat> Parach Rav Acha, Ema Diyavla Ischar Pekata, Rav Acha says, maybe he has to pay her. 
Maybe he doesn't get her earnings. How does he marry her off? I, she's not working that day. Maybe he has to pay her for not working. Inami, the muscle of Belila. Or maybe he has to make sure she gets married at night after after hours. Inami, the muscle of Shabbos of Yom Tif. Or he has to marry her off on Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom Tif. It's not Shabbos and Yom Tif. We don't marry Shabbos and Yom Tif. It means Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom Tif, and they're not working anyway. So how do you know that the father gets the earnings? And don't tell me the pasuk, because maybe the pasuk is telling you you get the earnings up to twelve, because that's when you could sell it. But twelve to twelve, to 12 and a half, we still don't know. Huh? No, no, we do. Well, but practically, we don't. But, but halakhically, you could. You can get married every, every Shabbos, every Yom Tov. As long as you prepare before. Oh, no, no, you have to make sure everything's done early. I mean, yeah, yeah, everything has to be done. We don't do the first B on Shabbos. But, but yeah, you, but, yeah but, but, but it's conceptually able to. You just have to make sure that they don't have the first B on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, so back to the original question, how do I know the father gets the earnings? The answer is, what, what did you want to say? The Pasuk that says that the father gets the earnings was Dafka until she's 12. But 12, 12 and a half, we don't have a Pasuk. You're telling me that you need a Pasuk to tell me that a girl up to 12, the father gets the earnings? It's Pasha, the father gets the earnings. The father can sell her as a slave. <laughs> There's no, you don't need a Pasuk for that. So the Pasuk is obviously coming from 12 to 12 and a half. Okay. Then the next uh, responsibility is Hafaris and Dereha. The father can annul her vows. Minolan. It's a The father can receives the get if she if she gets divorced after kedushin. The pasuk connects divorce to marriage, just like marriage, he's in control. So to divorce, he's in control as well. Okay. If the daughter gets land as an inheritance from her mother's side, the father does not. Um, get to use the produce of the land. He doesn't get the proceeds. It's put in escrow until she gets older. That's the Mishnah says. Now the reason being is because there's, he doesn't have a right to it and there's no reason why, he, for why we should give it to him. So it's put in escrow for later. So the Gemara says it's actually Machleikas Tanoim, whether the father has the rights to the Paris of this, of this, uh, of this land. The father does not get the proceeds of the land that she inherited. That's our Mishnah. He disagrees. He says she does have, he does have the right. So what's the Machlegas? What's the Machlegas about? So Tanakama Savar. Now like this. He shouldn't, she, she, she got inheritance from her mother's side. There's no reason why the father should get anything. Now we know that if, if she were to bring that land into a marriage, the husband would be allowed to eat the Paris. Now the reason why we do that is we're going to see in a little bit, we want the husband, it's in compensation for the husband um, redeeming her. We want the husband to redeem her if she's ever taken captive. So as like a payment, like you'll redeem her, we'll give you the, the, the proceeds of the, of the, of the land. A, a father doesn't need incentives to, a father's going to redeem his, his daughter. It's just, it, he's going to. You don't need to like, a husband, maybe will, maybe won't. You know, make it worth his while. So you give him the proceeds to the land, he'll redeem her if she's ever taken captive. A father doesn't need incentives. A father's just going to do it. So therefore, the father, there's no reason for us to give the land proceeds to the father. That's the Gemara says. The Gemara says, that's the Tanakama. Tanakama Savar, Bishlam about Takina Rabbanon Peri. I understand why the husband. The Chazal instituted that the husband gets to get the proceeds of the land that she brings into the marriage. Why? Because if you don't give the husband that, he's not going to redeem her. He's going to say, she's fine, she has her own stuff, I don't need to take care of her. 
A father's going to do it regardless. So there's no reason for the father to get the proceeds of the land. So why does Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda disagree? He says he do, do get the proceeds. Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda, Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda says, <coughs> Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda, Savar, Av Nami, Mimna Vloi Parik, Savar, Kisa, Nikita, Loa, Tezel, Vatifrik, Nafshat. Yehuda is also worried about the father not redeeming her. Why? I, a father, will naturally want to have Rachmanus on his daughter and redeem her. He'll say to himself like this, she's got a land that I haven't been able to touch. It's been an escrow for years. Use the escrow money. And, and it's going to be harder to redeem her. So but even the father, we want to incentivize redeeming. We don't want to say that, that, you know, oh, he's going to redeem her anyway, because he may not redeem her. He might just say, listen, she's got a whole land in escrow that I haven't been able to touch. Use that money. Why should I have to pay? So because of that, he feels that the daughter should, uh, the, the daughter gives up the rights to the land for the father. Okay. Fine. Here's the Shaila. I'll tell you outside what this Gemara is going to do. This is the only part that's a little tricky. It's very short, it's not very hard. The Shaila is like this. If the father writes as a dowry for his daughter, and at the Tanoim, right, he writes at the Tanoim, at the Kedushin, he writes a certain level of the dowry. And then she dies or the marriage dissolves. They never actually get married. Does the husband get the dowry? Meaning, do we say that when he's writing it, he's saying, I'm giving it up. Or, I'm giving it up on contingent, they actually get married. That's a machloikas. And the Gemara is going, I'm, just, I'm going to say all this out. That's the machloikas. That's where the, hu- the father is giving a dowry to the daughter. The question is, does the husband get it? So the Gemara wants to equate it with a similar machlokas, which is, does the wife get the ksuba if the marriage dissolves before the nisuin? And that's a machlokas. So do we, it's a similar machlokas. Like, when they wrote the stuff, did they write it for now or when the, when the, when the marriage was sealed? If you feel that the, the, the husband doesn't get the dowry, then you probably feel that the wife doesn't get the ksuba. If you feel the husband does get the dowry, then the wife probably gets the ksuba. That's the gemara. And then the gemara is going to say, no, it's a little bit different. Um, the husband and the man and the woman's relationship are a little different and they're not necessarily equatable. The in both cases? Well, the, yeah, it's Kedush in both cases. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. Let's see it. The father writes a, a whole list of dowry things. That he writes by the Kedushin that these are the husbands. Now, the, obviously, he wrote it for now, but the question is, it, it was clear his intention was probably for marriage. So the question is, then Mesa, she dies before the Nesuin. So the Tanakhama says, the husband doesn't get it because when the father wrote the dowry, it was in order for them to to go through with the whole process. If the process never gets through, they don't get any money. The husband the husband doesn't get the dowry. Mishum Rav Nosan says no. The, the husband gets it. So the machleik is whether the husband gets the dowry if she dies before the nisun. So the Gemara says, I think this is a very similar machleik. are arguing the opposite case. Does the wife get the ksuba and all the things the husband wrote in the ksuba if he wrote it before the nisuin and she dies before the nisuin? And he dies before the nisuin. Does the wife get it? It's a similar machleik. It's just instead of the money going from the wife to the husband, this is the money going from the husband to the wife. But it's, it's literally the exact same scenario. So the Gemara says, Titanan, Nisar Meloy, Nisgarsha, if she becomes widowed or divorced. 
regardless of whether this happened before the Nisuin or after the Nisuin, so she becomes a widow before the wedding, or a divorcee before the wedding, goivis hakol. The, tan- the Rabbonans say she gets the entire Ksuba. Not just the things the Chazal instituted, everything in it. So when he wrote, meaning, it wasn't contingent on them finishing the deal. She gets everything. If they got fully married, she gets everything. Go to the next page. says, if she dies before the if he if he dies before the Nisuin, she just get what Chazal instituted, not the added stuff that he wrote. Why? Because he obviously, if you'd ask the guy, do, do you want to give her stuff if you never actually go through with the Nisuin? Of course not. So, so you have a machlekes, you know, whether she gets the added stuff in the ksuba if the wedding never takes place. And you have a machlekes between Rav Nosan and the Rabbonon if he gets the a- added stuff if the wedding never takes place. So the Gemara says, oh, it's a perfect, uh, it's a perfect what would she get? What would she get? If she wrote, um, they have, even nowadays, they have tenoyim, if she wrote a letter in the ksuba adding, you know, a dowry, a dowry, you know, I'm bringing in this, I'm bringing that, I'm bringing that. So the question is, and then the, the marriage actually never takes place, does he get it? That's a machlekes. And the question is, does she get the stuff added in the ksuba if the marriage never takes place? So it's a machlekes. So the machlekes is uh, similar. No, but, but, but if we're going what what he's getting, it's not like what the Chazal said. Because what she's getting is the 200 zoos, Chazal, plus whatever you know. Correct, because Chazal never made... What, what, she, what he's getting is the equivalent of she, what she would be getting extra. Add-ons. Correct, because there is no there is no institution of a dowry from Chazal's perspective. So, so the Gemara says like this. So the, the machloikis and that machloikis are the same. That's the Gemara says. So the Gemara says, okay, That's the Gemara says. Okay, it works out. Then the Gemara rejects it. Bingo. That, well, the Gemara has a slightly different version. The, the Gemara is now going to say they're actually not the same at all. And that is, it could be both Rav Nosan and the Rabbanon agree with Rav Nazaria that Rav Nazaria's shita is that if the marriage never takes place, she doesn't get the ksuba, the added stuff. So you'll say, well, according to that, why? Because he wrote it with the intention that they got to go through with it. So how does that work with um, Rav Nasan, that, that that the husband gets the entire dowry? It could be because when the when the families, when they're trying to sell the girl, so to speak. Right? They're trying to like sell the package. Yeah. It could be that when they write the dowry, they want, it's worth it for them just to have that the family agreed, that this family is normal, that this family is good. It's and it could be for that alone, it's worth it, even if the Nisuin never takes place. His intention is definitely... I'm going to give her a ksuba once we get married. Before we get married, I have no interest in giving her anything. Understood. That's what Elizabeth is shita. The question is, what would Elizabeth and say the opposite? That's where the guy is giving the girl money. But it could be the girl giving the guy money. They're happy to to give just that people like people find out like, oh, oh, they were they were they were they were supposed to get married to that that family. Oh, that's pretty chashev. She must be normal. She must be good. Must be no skeletons there because the dowry is more to sell and the ksuba is more to protect. It could be that they're willing to like, they're willing to put money down even if they lose it just, just to get the ball rolling. And maybe they know someone else, and maybe it leads to other things. So because it's a fundamentally different, it's like you said, it, the ksuva is to protect, the dowry is to sell. 
So it could be salesmen sometimes spend money. It's like a gamble. They're willing to gamble on it. And therefore, when they write the dowry, they know that there's a chance, and they're still willing to do it. That's what the Gemara says. Is any damage done to her from Kedusha? No. I mean, whatever, she's divorced, but but it could be, again, the family still might say it's worth it. That's the question. That, that That's the point. The family still might say, I'd rather give up a dowry and make sure that, because you need the dowry to get the Kedushan, right? That, right? They're not going to do the dowry unless, so you, you have to put down the cash to get to get in the club, so they, 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 to get the to get the process beginning. Yeah, so they have the. It's non-refundable, yeah, and it could be they're worth. They're happy with that, but the ksuba is not is not meant. The ksuba is meant to protect her at marriage. So he could say, I I oh, I wouldn't have written. But there's no protection of kedushin. Correct. Well, no, no, no. So uh, even Rebbe Elizabeth Azariah says she gets the two hundred and the one hundred from Chazal, but his added stuff, no. And again, that, that, that's the point. So we at first we just looked at it like, oh, he wrote, he doesn't get, she wrote, she doesn't get, they're the same. The lawyer's like, no, they're not the same because the fundamental workings of the dowry is to sell. And some people are willing to put down a non-refundable payment just to get in and then see what happens. They get married good. And if not, we meet new people. People, you know, there's a whole, people realize that we're normal, blah, 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 whatever the emotional blah that comes up with it, as opposed to his intention. His intention is not to sell at all. His intention is... I want to make this marriage work. I want to. I want to show that I'm going to protect her, and I'm committed. If it never works out, why should I give her a penny? Other more than Chazal dictated. So that's the Gemara says, "Loy dekuli amak Rav Lez ben Azaria, mandar Rav Lez Zacher Rav Lez Azaria, mandar Rav Zacher ad kan like Rav Lez ben Azaria el midi daily didar Rav Lez ben Azaria shita, which is that she doesn't get the ksuba. Is only when it's going from the guy to the girl." Because he only wrote it with the intention to marry her. But from her side to his side, the dowry, they put down the money in order to start the process. And that they got. And and it was worth a gamble. And it's, it's worth it for them. True. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Okay, so this next Gemara is, is, is quite simple, and that is there are certain obligations that the, the husband has. We lifted, we listened to the Mishnah. The f- husband has the obligation to support her financially, redeem her from prison, and bury her. In order for us to make that work, he gets things. So like aksuba, uh, not aksuba, dowry. He gets, he gets certain things to sort of offset. So now, like earnings from her work, he supports her. Makes it work. So we we we're basically we're just going to list of what's equal to what. So the Gemara says, Tan Rabbanon, Tiknu Mizanoseha. He has to support her financially. Tachas Maisida, and in and in in um, in in lieu of that, he gets the earnings. Okay, earnings for Mizanos. Now that's actually significant. You'll see why in a moment. Kvurasa, and he buries her. Tachas Ksuvasa. That's instead of the Ksuva, meaning the dowry offsets. His obligation to pay. So whatever the whatever dowry he gets, that'll cover the the burial. Lafikach, therefore, bal peris. Therefore, the husband eats the fruit of the lands that she brings in. What is that? What, what does fruit have to? What are we talking about? We've mentioned earnings and we've mentioned burial. That's why he gets to use the land that she brings into the marriage. What land? What are you? What are you talking about? So the Gemara says, "Paris man dekashmaya." Well, what's what's going on? What do you mention? Paris. There are words missing here. So the Gemara says, "Chesuri mesu v'aridari." There are words missing. The Brayz and the Zohar means to say, "Take no mezanosel, take as mezidel." Okay, so he supports her financially. He gets 
um, her earnings. Perkuna, he redeems her from prison, Tachas Peris. And therefore, he gets to eat her uh, the fruit of her of her land. Meaning, if she brings in land, the land is still hers. She'll get that at the end. But he gets to if it's cornfield, he gets he gets the corn. Okay, and 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 apply that to all other things she brings in. That's instead of he gets the corn, and that's to incentivize him to. And we had this before in the previous summit. That's incentivizing him to redeem her if she's ever taken captive. Okay. Kurasa tachas ksuvasa. And the burial is instead of the dowry. Okay. So well, it's the Baal, he's responsible for redeeming her. Because yeah. He just that it was just dad who needed to redeem her. No, that's, up, that's up, to, up to marriage. Oh, up. up to marriage. Then once she's married, then the husband has to do it. Lefikach, because the husband eats the fruit in, in order to redeem her, Baal echel peris. So, so that's a little strange. It's like, we're listing things that the husband has to do. He has to redeem her, so he gets the... Uh, Burials, he gets the dowry, and lefikach. Therefore, he eats the fruit. Like, what, what is what does that add? Lefikach, he eats the fruit. What, what, what is? It's like we wanted to like uh, underline it. It's like he eats the fruit. We already mentioned he eats the fruit. Why are you telling me a second time? My lefikach, my the same amilchol inichle anuchin inachei dim kein memeloi parik kamashal and hadifa zimudli maru parik lemedide. The Gemara is saying I might think that it's not a good idea for him to eat the fruit. Why? What? Why does he eat the fruit? Again, she brings in a cornfield. It's Nichsei Tzen Barzal. She brings in the cornfield, and he gets, he returns the field to her, but he gets to use the corn. He gets the corn for, for as long as they're married. Why? It's to offset redeeming her if she's ever taken captive. So the says, Lafikach, that's the wise Lafikach. You might think it's actually a bad idea. If the whole reason is you want him to redeem her, don't let him use the field, let him sell the proceeds. Put it in escrow, and then it's sitting there waiting, because an emergency fund for redemption. Because if you let him eat the corn, then he may not have the cash. So, like, it's actually like if the whole purpose, if the purpose is just to support her financially, okay, fine, then that's part of marriage. But if the point is you want to have funds, if she's taken captive, you want captive funds, and you want the husband to pay for it. So you're saying, well, it's not nice to just make the husband pay for it. We gotta give him something. So let's give him the the land, the the the, the, the fruit. The Gemara says, well, wouldn't it make more sense instead of him getting the fruit and then putting it into stocks and then losing it, wouldn't it make more sense for him to get the fruit, put it into escrow, it's not his, and then that'll be an emergency uh, redemption fund. Kamash no. Why? It's actually a bad idea. Because what if you do that? You see, if you do that, you make the relationship, it's not like a little sterile. It's very much like she's redeemed, right? You, okay, you get a phone call, not you guys, but you get a phone call. Oh, your, your wife is taken captive again, and then and you're like, oh, how much is it? A hundred thousand dollars. Now your initial reaction is like, I gotta get her out. So Chazal are like, well, maybe you should just have a fund. The reason why it's a bad idea to have the fund, and that's why the Gemara re- rejects it, is because if you have a fund, it makes the relationship like very sterile. It makes you 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 feel like I don't have to take care of this. You just be like, well, let the fund take care of it. And what if the fund is not equal? You're like, well, okay. Well, that's why we have a fund. So it, it's better not to have a fund. Have him like her <laughs> by having more things from her. I hate her corn. She yeah, yes, her. yes. You got the corn for years, meaning that's the back and forth. The back and forth is we want to make sure that he redeems her. So first, the Gemara says, I'll see it inside. Maudisem, you might think, Michalo Better for him not to get the fruit. Anuche put it into escrow. 
Dim came Mimberly Park because if he eats it, he's not going to have money for when she is is taken captive. Kamash Malon, no. Ha Adifa, it's better for him to get the fruit and not to have escrow because Zilman's lay malu because maybe if you come in, maybe the escrow is not going to equal the ransom. And he's going to say, that's not my problem. Why should I have to pay? That's the whole point. I had an escrow. Better for him not to have an escrow and he'll figure it out. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, if you have like a, like a, if to make a burial plot for someone in the family, it's like, well, if you had a fund and the fund was $12,000 and they want to bury in a certain cemetery, it's fifteen. you'd be like, well, we're not burying them there because we have 12000 But if you have no money, then in a way it's a little bit better because you're just like, well, I'm, I'm going to get this, I'm, I'll make it work. I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. That's Chazal said. It's better for him to just get money throughout the marriage and just make it work if it happens as opposed to an escrow. That's the Gemara's uh, conclusion. Let's finish up. Amr uh, Okay, I'm sorry. Ipachana. One last question. Ipachana means, so Rashi says, we, we said that Mizonos is, he gets, um, he supports her and that's instead in lieu of uh, he gets her uh, earnings. Right? So earnings equals Mizonos. And the next one was Kvura, uh, um, Peros was for Pikuna. Okay? Now, the reason why that's significant, Mara says, Epechana, maybe it's the opposite. Again, he has to support her financially. What does he get in, what does he get in return? Her earnings. He has, to, he has to redeem her. What does he get in between? In return, he gets the fruit. Then Mara says, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe he has to redeem her and instead he gets her earnings. And maybe he has to support her and instead he gets the fruit. Meaning just instead of one to one, two to two, reverse it. Why is that significant? Because there's an opinion in Daf, I think it's Nun Ches. Um, he gives her, he gets her earnings and he supports her financially. What if she wants to say, listen, what if he wants to say to her, listen, I, I'm not going to support you financially. You keep your earnings. According to one opinion, that works. As long as the as long as the numbers work out, that's fine. I mean, that's not like a reneging on the responsibilities of a husband and wife. They can both just you know. But that's only if they're equal to each other. Meaning, if that's only if they're in lieu of each other. Meaning, if Mizonos is for Maisiadeha, then she could say, "I'm not giving Maisiadeha," and he could say, "I'm not giving Mizonos." But if Mizonos is really for uh, the ksuba, uh, and the ksuba is really for, you know, and the redemption is really for the payers, meaning if it's not lining up, then it creates problems if the husband or wife want to renege. So the Gemara says, It makes sense that they would have mizonos, which is very common, because she eats all the time, for maisiadeha, which is very common, as opposed to payers, which is not very common, because how many times does a woman bring in a field, cornfield into a marriage for redemption, redeeming her from prison, which is also not very common. So it makes more sense that those two, not common for not common, common for common. Okay, one last thing. Um, it seems like if you'd ask, uh, 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 from what we just did, the obligation of the father, of the husband to Mizonos, to support her financially, just to give her food, that's a rabbinic enactment, right? It's not like a biblical requirement. That's a rabbinic enactment in lieu of the Maisiyadeha, meaning Chazal said, we, we want the marriage to work, you have to support her Financially, she'll give you earnings. But it's a rabbinic enactment. The Gemara now says, we'll end with this, The following b'risa is of the opinion that the obligation of the husband to support her financially, to support her food-wise, is a biblical requirement. Ditanya, 
the Pasuk describes Sheira Ksus of Ainasa, right? The Chiyuvim of the husband are Sheira Ksus and Aina. So what's Sheira? El Mazainus. Oh, so you see that it's a biblical requirement. So what's Ksusa? Kemashmo, that's clothing. So the obligation for the husband, Deiraisa, according to this opinion, is Mazainus. Ksus, clothing. Ainasa is Aina. Ainasa is relations. It's to be with her at at, at, at times uh, to, to for her for her benefit. So the obligation to the husband is share ksusayna, and share means mezaynus, clothing, relations. He has a slight different version. Sheira is not mezonos, that's oyna, that's the relations. You find the word share regarding relations. Ksus is kmashma. And I know it's a So it's the same things, it's just different sources for it. Go to the next page, we'll get to two dots. Ravos ben Yaakov Oimer, he has a different shot. He says, no, it's not three things. Sheira and Ksusa is actually one. It means, Lefum Sheira Tank Susa. Lefum Sheira, based on her, her age, get, get, give her clothing. Ksusa are clothing. Sheir is not Mazonos and it's not relations. It's Sheir means. It's the type of clothing. You have the obligation to give her clothing that are age-appropriate. Right? If a husband wants to be a really weird guy, a jerk about it, he can't give his wife, like, you know, like children's clothing. And she's like, I'm an adult. Well, says, says clothing. Says clothing, Luxuba. I'm going to give you clothing. No, that doesn't work. Sheira ksusa that you have to give the ksus that that sheira that Rashi explains. Lefum sheira zekena kasheloi masayv eni achalizba begadim v'yal the tzricha begadim rechavim l'snois ben. Sheira means that it has to be has to be uh, comfortable for them. Uh, elder women cannot handle certain types of material and and, and vice versa. It has to be age appropriate. And v'aynasa is lefum aynasa tank susa. And Ainas also means time, and it's also describing the clothing. You have to give clothing that are not just age appropriate, that are time appropriate. You have to give winter clothing in the winter and summer clothing in the summer. You can't give winter clothing in the summer and summer clothing in the winter and say, ah, fulfill the obligation. No, no, no. Ainas Aksusa. So Sher and Aina are descriptions of the Ksus that has to be the type of Ksus that is age appropriate and time appropriate. But there's no other obligations min ha for the husband, according to this opinion. I would assume that that's only rabbinic. I would assume he holds everything else as derabon, and it was Chazal's institute. Deiraisa, all we care about is clothing. And what type of clothing? Share, and I know, age appropriate and time appropriate. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow.